Hello and welcome to episode 43. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Gone Personal Organization, and I'm really happy to talk to everybody today, especially because I've been getting such great phone calls. Unfortunately, I have a little bit of a sore throat, and I'm not sure how long I'm actually going to make it on a call <laughs> on this episode, so I'm going to do the best that I can, and uh, please bear with me if you uh, hear me cough, and I apologize in advance. Um, I was really touched by um, the lots of people who called, ladies who called this week, saying they're waiting for me, and they'd like to know when on Wednesdays I'm going to upload. I do the best I can. I usually listen to the voicemails on Tuesdays, and I try to record Tuesday night. But because of my new class, Conquer Your Clutter, I'm not always able to record on Tuesday nights anymore because that's when I do my live sessions for the class. So I, I try to record on Wednesday, but Wednesday is also a really busy day for me, and sometimes I don't get to it till Thursday. So... Generally, I don't actually upload the classes. I email them to Akara Sabayas, and they upload them for me. And I'm sort of at their mercy. They upload them when they get a chance to upload, and that's fine. Um, but I don't always know when they're going to be uploaded. So I suggest the best time to check it is probably late <clears throat> Wednesday evening, Wednesday afternoon, or early Thursday morning. Um, okay, so I have, uh, let's see about five pages here of things to get through, right? Five or so. Um, so I'll start. A few ladies called me with uh, ideas for the lady who was looking for places in Lakewood to donate to. I think what I um, would like to try to do is create some sort of document that um, we could circulate um, with all of the places that you can donate to, but <coughs> They'll come up sort of once in a while as I'm going through the different uh, questions that I got. So um, a lady called to tell me that it's good to be committed to being organized because it supports your well-being. And I have to agree 100%. It definitely supports your well-being. Taking a few minutes every day to get yourself organized and in order is a really, really good way to spend your time. And it's an act of self-care. And I really believe that self-care is important. It's important to take care of yourselves. Um, okay. Let's see. Hana called because she's feeling overwhelmed that she has no time to declutter but wants to. And... She also said that there's a bin on the corner of 9th and Clifton in Lakewood um, that you, it's like uh, the pink bin, and you're supposed to tie shoes together with a rubber band, and toys can go to Base Ruvain. They collect all type of toys, and um, yeah, so you can donate there. Um, about feeling overwhelmed about organizing... It's really, really important to make sure that you give yourself, like I just said, a time to organize every single day or at least a couple of times a week. Because especially when you have kids, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen by snapping your fingers. And unfortunately, none of us can wave a magic wand. I mean, maybe some of you can, but I personally cannot wave a magic wand and say, voila, now you're organized. And I can't be Mary Poppins, and I can't sing a song to your nursery, <laughs> and all of your stuff just goes back into place magically. 
And it would be lovely if it can, but unless you dedicate time and make it a priority, it's just not going to happen. Now, once you have less stuff, it's going to be a lot easier to dedicate the time to doing that. So I suggest that you start to take the time to do it. Work it on on your calendars. Make a Kavua time, a set time every single week where you spend time going through a different room in your house every single week. Um, okay, Shalom is called and says, what organizing does most, or what my episodes do most, is change her way of thinking. She says her office was giving away a clock, um, and she couldn't re-gift it because it had the company logo on it, and she didn't need it, so she asked her colleagues, and they took it, and she felt happy that she didn't bring extra stuff into her house. Um, so... Yeah, that was great. I'm not sure if I said that one or not before. Good job, Shalamis. Good for you. Um, okay. Let's see. There was a lady who called and said that she would like me to do a challenge on the group, and I'm going to figure out how to do that. I'm still looking into it. Um, a few ladies called me about getting ready for Pesach. And getting ready for Pesach is a good thing to start now. Um, when we get a little bit closer, I'll give you my feelings on Pesach. But basically, in a nutshell, I want to just say this. Pesach cleaning is not spring cleaning. And you don't have to do the same things. For those of you who sell your chametz, you definitely um, have a lot more latitude in cleaning because <laughs> you've sold your chametz. And it's a good idea to just reacquaint ourselves with what needs to be done for Pesach and what's actually spring cleaning because there is definitely a difference between those two categories. So just start thinking about that. Um, as an aside, I kind of didn't really get any feedback on um, anybody who did the 30-minute pickup. So if you did a 30-minute pickup last week, and if you didn't do it, try it this week. And even if you did do it last week, do it again this week and let me know how it goes. Um, a lady called me. She said she's a new listener. She's very excited. She craves organization. And since she had kids, she's less organized. She left um, Israel and she never really set up her new house when she came back. Um, and she's feeling... Um, worried and she had left me a few voicemails so I'm finally answering and I apologize so she left me a few voicemails and she says she has no computer access but she really needs help and she needs to deal with time management she said that um, like I said she never had the chance to settle herself into the apartment and she struggles with daily routine and needs someone to do the work for her she has three kids um, and she's overwhelmed and she doesn't have a lot of money. And I really, I really understand what that feels like um, to feel like you're sort of trapped. But what you really have to do, I'm sorry, that was my car. What you really have to do is find a way to carve out time in your day. You have to do it, um, especially if you don't have the money to hire a cleaning person or get an organizer. If you could afford a cleaning person, that's the best thing to do because they can help you with the everyday stuff. But an organizer can help you uh, get more in detail. The thing is, is that 
if you find the motivation and you really feel like you can do it, you can do it. It's about carving out an hour every day. If you have no help and you're not working and your husband is working, then have your husband make sure that he puts the kids together to bed every night and you can take an hour or when he comes home, take an hour and work together. And that can be your activity for one night a week for a few months. And the thing is, is it gets easier and easier over time to discard. And I really am an advocate of um, having a partner during organization. And so I think that it's something that the two of you could do together. It will help you really set your standards for what's appropriate in your home and what's not appropriate in your home, how much or how much is appropriate to have in your home. And it'll allow you to really clean out and set up your home and it's decisions you can make together and feel good about that you did it together. And I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but my husband and I really do enjoy <laughs> um, organizing together. So I hope that helps you. Uh, I did get your messages and I will try to, um, address the rest of the questions at a later time with you. Okay. Um, Mimi from Muncie called and says, what happens when your family grows, but your home doesn't? That's a really great question. Mimi, I don't know what your house looks like, but it's really important to get creative. If you have high ceilings, maybe you can build in loft beds. If you have, um, a lot of dead like space underneath stairs you can build in drawers um if you're if it's your place and you own it i really suggest making these kind of upgrades to your home um if you could call me back and give me a few more specifics about the house then i would love to talk to you but it's also worthwhile to see if maybe you can get a designer to come into your house who can discuss some built-in options with you. Um, built-ins are one of my favorite ways to create more space. I think they really, really maximize the space by taking up the smallest footprint. Um, so I hope that helps. Uh, the other thing that will really help you is to really, really keep things at a minimum. Um, buy the best quality things you can afford so that things can be passed down more easily and like last longer, but to really just buy less and less and use up more and more. And I promise you that will make a huge, huge difference. Okay. Gitty from Lakewood called and said, Deja New, also Serendipity, I guess it's the same place, at Nine Chestnut has a do and Nine Chestnut have donation boxes. Um, I couldn't hear the last uh, few things that you said, but she also said that the toys could go to the police department. They, at uh, the Lakewood and Jackson Police Departments. Um, and in ShopRite Plaza, there is American Vets, and they take toys. Okay, there's also a Gamach in Lakewood get, that gives out toys and accepts donations. Their phone number is, I don't know the area code, 3702572. Okay, um, let's see. Oh, the address for Deja New is at 1201 River Avenue, and they take good condition shoes and household, and you're supposed to household things. You're supposed to pair up the shoes with rubber bands. Okay, a lady from Montreal called me, but I really couldn't hear the message. She's a new listener, so if you're listening, and I haven't answered you yet because I couldn't hear the message, so um, please call me back and try to speak more clearly. I sort of heard some of the message that you stopped hoarding now because I don't know. <laughs> 
maybe that you realize that it will come back to you, but it was really, really hard to hear. So please um, call me back and let me know. <laughs> uh, okay. Another lady called me and told me she likes organizing. She feels organized. She feels that we are similar <laughs> and she hates food. And I'm pretty sure that I spoke about this last week, but um, I do hate dealing with food. It's like the bane of my dis existence. I hate planning food. I hate thinking about food. I don't hate cooking food in theory, but I don't enjoy it be anymore. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't know that it's related to my thyroid or that it's a problem with thyroid condition, but I just don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Okay. I love to organize, but it takes me a long time. One problem when I take out something, I don't put it back where I get it from. It feels lazy, but I just can't. Uh, I think that our Yetzirah oftentimes tells us to, that we can't overcome things, that we can't actually do it, that we're not able to do something. And we have, or this voice, Yetzirah, whatever you want to call it, says to us, we can't, we don't have the capacity to do something or why not go ahead and be lazy? It's okay to be lazy and you'll do it later and you'll get to it later. For now, I want to relax. And we all have that voice in our head. I have it too. We have to be strong and try to not listen to that voice because he's not helping us. <laughs> and the thing is, is once you have less stuff, really, honestly, you will have less to clean up and it will be easier to clean things up. And I think that um, if you can really take out a few hours every week to spend some time organizing, I know it takes a long time, but you really will feel like you're reaching your goal. It might take you a while, but you will definitely reach it. Okay. Um, this one I know I read. That one I read. Oh, Esty said she waits for Wednesdays. When does it usually get posted? Well, I, I said that when I um, started. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, yes. I have a few more here. Okay. So a lady called and said she's excited to start the mini challenges. Um, and also, can I start speaking about Pesach? So Bezor Hashem, next week I'll speak a little, start speaking a little bit more about Pesach and getting us ready for Pesach. Um Zizi called and said, thank you. She's listening lately to get really decluttered. She's really reducing and organizing. And this, all these episodes give her peace of mind. So I'm so glad to hear that. Um, another lady called and said she worked for one and a half hours and got rid of a lot. And she ended up working with her kids. She wasn't doing a mini pickup, but she was doing it her way. And she got rid of a lot of things. And I think she said there is a joy in hoarding. I really don't know what that joy is. I don't know anybody who is, who actually has a lot of stuff, who actually feels happy with all the stuff that they have or that they have so much stuff. And it's really, really, um, she, she gave an example. I couldn't hear the call so well, but she gave an example that she would go to her grandmother's house and her grandmother always had toys and things for her to explore with. And, that's great, but I think that grandparents keep like a certain amount of stuff for their grandkids in their house. Not all of it is necessarily hoarding. The thing is, though, is that um, 
I don't think that anybody who actually has that much stuff feels peace of mind in their day-to-day life. And that's really sad. And what I want for all of you is to really feel peace of mind. And you don't have to do it in my method. You don't have to do a quick pickup. You can do decluttering and however you feel is best for you. There's no set rules. It's not a science. This is just my way of um, relaying to all of you what my experience has been for what works for people to get you in good habits. But the thing is, is that really, honestly, you could do it however you want. But please don't tell me that there's joy in hoarding. I just don't believe that there is ever joy in hoarding. I really don't feel that people who have too much stuff are ever really mentally at peace with themselves. And, you know, show me someone who 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 is and, you know, prove me wrong. But I just... I've never met anyone like that. And I remember in my grandparents' house, there was always stuff everywhere. And it got worse as they got older and they couldn't discard things as easily. And they just kept them around. And their house was never dirty. The house was always clean. But, you know, you couldn't really clean it. Everything was kind of dusty. And I think my... I remember my bubby... I remember my bubby always trying to pawn stuff off on me and give me more stuff that she didn't want anymore. But also I remember her always looking for things like here. I know I put it here. Where did I put it? And nobody lived at the house anymore. And the only person who came into the house regularly was the cleaning lady. And she would always be looking, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. I can't find it. And like, I don't know. When you're 80, is that really how you want to live? Always in search of things? You want to open the cabinet and know where things are. You want to know how to how to get those things. And I just, I never want that to happen to any of you where you're feeling like, yes, yes, I, I feel good because I have all this stuff. I really don't think that most people feel that way. Most people want to feel prepared. And there's a difference between being prepared and being a hoarder. It's okay to have some extra toothbrushes on hand. It's okay to have extra bottles of shampoo. But it's not okay to have 300 toothbrushes on hand. And it's not okay to have 300 bottles of shampoo on hand. And that's really the issue is when we're, when we're starting to have too much of everything, that's the problem. Oh, sure, I like to have, you know extra coats and raincoats and galoshes and all this kind of stuff on hand for when I have company just in case. But like, I don't know in all my years of entertaining, I can think of one time when my guests hadn't come with the proper rain gear and had to walk home in the wet. And I can't keep a clothing store in my house with every single possible size of any guest that might come into my house if their things get wet. What I can do is make them comfortable with what I do have And I think that that is key. If you want to have some spare things, that's fine. But we can't always live to cater for our guests. And if you're anticipating somebody who has special needs coming to your home, that's fine. You know, then you can get specific things for them. But, you know, if you have a frequent regular guest who needs a certain something, that's fine. But I really think we should really think hard about what we're actually keeping in our homes and what's actually really, really important to keep in our homes. Because for anything that isn't really important, 
it's taking up real estate and it's not paying rent in our house. And that means we are working for it and it is not working for us. Anything that is not an essential in our house is just an item that is not working for us. And it, it ends up usually costing us something when it's not working for us. Whether that's peace of mind or actual money <laughs> or it's space a lot of times when people are keeping things in their houses that, you know, are taking up space but don't bring any value. That's also a problem. Now, you might say to me, but I have the space to keep those things. Well, good. Just because you have the space to put things in your home doesn't mean that every single corner should be full. And that's what I want you to sort of imagine for the rest of the week or next week or the few weeks is that, and especially leading up to Pesach, this is good, is that it's okay to have free space. It's much easier to sweep the floor when there's nothing on it and the space is clean. It's easier to dust when the shelves are not packed. It's easier to just breathe when every inch of space in your home isn't covered in something. And so take that to heart as you go through the week and try to do a mini pickup. I hope that you'll start doing mini pickups. I hope that it's only about um, 15 weeks, I think, till Pesach. And it's okay to start thinking about it now. I remember um, as soon as uh, like Rosh Hashanah would come, my mother used to say to me, it's time to get ready for Pesach now. <laughs> before Yom Kippur, before Sukkot, she would always just be like, let's get ready for Pesach. Pesach's coming. We got to clean it all out. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's ever too early to be prepared for Pesach. But what I do want you to understand is that there is a big difference between Pesach cleaning and spring cleaning. And what I'll say is this, and then I'm going to have to wrap it up because my voice is starting to go, is this. If you declutter now, if you spend the next 15 weeks decluttering, then the last two weeks of, of those 15 weeks before Pesach, where you're actually having to get rid of chametz, are going to be so much easier because there's going to be less stuff around. Your kitchen, if you go through your kitchens now and start to clear out stuff, it'll be a lot easier. If you go through your bedrooms now and start to make them chametz free zones, it'll be a lot easier. You can spend two, two or three hours every single week for the next 15 weeks attacking each room. I mean, how many of you listening have 15 room houses? Uh, I, I don't. Maybe some of you do. It's totally possible. But even if you had 15 rooms, you could spend between now and uh, Pesach doing one room every single week. And it would really, really eliminate a lot of feeling like a slave before Pesach, uh, a lot of feelings of feeling like a slave before Pesach. And I think it would really help us all. So I'm encouraging you to try to start decluttering room by room, cleaning out room by room, making, starting to make chametz free zones, especially if you have a larger house. What I what I think is the best thing to do is figure out how many rooms you have in your house and then work backwards from there. So kitchen is last and then the living room is the week before the kitchen. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, your bedroom and then the, the playroom and, but work backwards from the end so you can figure out when you need to start doing all this cleaning and start cleaning slowly by slowly. And if you feel more comfortable doing a spring cleaning, that's okay, but spread it out over a few weeks and make chametz free zones in your house. 
I'll tell you, right after Purim, I switched from chametz snacks to kidney oat snacks. So, for example, um, we don't eat popcorn on Pesach in our house anyways, um, which I think is dumb, but that's a whole other lecture and not <laughs> really part of the subject. Um, but we don't eat popcorn on Pesach, but it, it is kidney oats. So if we find it in the house during Pesach, it's not chametz. So we'll, we'll switch from offering pretzels and popcorn to only offering popcorn and we'll stop offering pretzels because we don't want to find pretzels around the house anymore. Um, or... Uh, a lot of times we'll, sh we'll switch. We'd never offer potato chips during the year, but during the weeks before Pesach, I will maybe offer my kids a potato chip instead of a pretzel. It's not really very healthy, but, um, Tov, it's for two weeks that we do it. So, <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is and we don't offer them so many anyways. It's just a few, like five or six chips every day. And then, you know, they had something crunchy and they feel appeased. So that's another really good way to keep chametz at bay in the house is to start switching over from foods that are actually chametz to, to foods that are just kidney oat. And then it becomes less of an issue. Um, okay. So I really have to stop now because my throat is really, really hurting. Um, Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for all the support. If you have a problem with um, one of my recordings, which sometimes happens, I've been hearing, please, it's fine to leave me a message and I'll definitely call Akira Sabayas. But you can also um, just, you know, contact Akira Sabayas um, and you should do that directly. So um, I wish everybody an organized remainder of the week. I hope that you all stay organized and have Hatzalacha with the mini pickups, success with the mini pickups. And I want you to always remember your mantra. Hashem keeps me organized. For now, you can leave me a voicemail through the Akara Sabaya system, or you can send an email to Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, at balaganbegon.com, and I can uh, speak to you there also and i'm happy to hear from you in either format so have a great week and remember hashem always keeps me organized